All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you're listening later, I hope you're in school uh, doing your thing. Uh, we are live uh, this morning because I don't have time to be trying to edit a, a whole debate like that. We're going to talk about this debate between Raphael Warnock and Herschel Walker. Um, I you know, definitely checked it out, but I want to do a play-by-play uh, with everyone, um, you know, we'll give everyone a minute or so to, you know, hop on in. Uh, they probably, let me send this notification here to the uh, main channel. It's your first time coming here. Thank you very much for coming. Um, make sure you subscribe. Is this your first time being here? And let everybody know on the main channel. We're live. I hope your weekend was good. Um, my weekend was, was great. I'm feeling good this morning. Um, I had to get get back into to my my fasting, y'all. I I, I had I you know has a good practice of that, and um, I was gonna do a did a well. I'm working on a 48 hour fast this time. One one of the Jesus fasts at water. So pray for your brother. Pray for your brother. All right. So um, uh, with that being said, we never like say we're not gonna take too long because I got other things I need to go do. I actually, need to go to the gym as well. Get 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 my workout on. My little girl just started a new school today. Uh, she was very excited about that because um, she was doing homeschool, um, but we found another school, um, black school, of course. You know, I'm not going to put my ch- – I, I, listen, I don't preach about the public school system and thinking I'm going to b- just put her in there. No. So I found a school in Houston, uh, loved it. So she, she started her first day, and, and I'm happy about that. All right. With that being said, as you see on the screen, um, we'll be – you know, definitely talking about this. We'll stop it at certain points um, just to, you know, insert our commentary into it. Uh, some of you may have seen this already in its entirety. Um, if you haven't, well, you know, you'll be watching it, you know, with me. So let's go ahead and get started. And thank you very much, Senator Warnock, Mr. Walker. Good evening to you both. We appreciate you being here, and we look forward to hearing from you both tonight. And for those of you at home that are following along, we'd like for you to use the hashtag GA. S-E-N debate. Once again, it's hashtag G-A-S-E-N debate. Good to see you as well, gentlemen. We begin tonight with opening statements. A card draw determined who will go first. Mr. Walker, we will begin with you. You have 60 seconds. First, I'd like to acknowledge my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm one of seven kids, born and raised in Wrightsville, Georgia. My parents taught me about faith, family, education, and the love of country. They also taught me about a good work ethic, and because of that, I found the America's dream. But this race ain't about me. It's about what Raphael Warnock and Joe Biden had done to you and your family. Tonight, he's going to try to sweet talk you that he's doing a good job, but his record speaks for itself. I'm here to tell you that they raised your taxes, gave you high inflation. They even put men in women's sports, and I want to let you know, the referee or whatnot, we give him six more years, think what he's going to do. So I'm here to fix it. Well, S- Stacy down there, um, I'm not really worried about that portion of it. I'm more so focused on what these men are saying, what they're going to do, how they affect us as a um, community with public policy. You know, we got to kind of remove the name calling, calling people. And I've seen too much of that with Herschel Walker. I'm like, I mean, this is what we're doing. Oh, we're going to focus on policy because, okay, Warnock is not like Herschel Walker. Fine. But to me, he's worse. 
you know, just my opinion, but let's continue. Walker, thank you. Senator Warnock, we turn now to you for your opening statement. You have 60 seconds. Well, thank you so very much, and hello, Georgia. It's so wonderful to be back here in my hometown. Now, I know that we're in a debate tonight, but really I come with a deep heart filled with gratitude, uh, probably because I grew up about a mile from here in the Caton Homes housing projects. I'm one of 12 children in my family. Clearly, my preacher parents read the Bible, be fruitful and multiply. When I think about the arc of my life, the short distance and the long distance from there to here, I know that only in America is my story possible. My family taught me the importance of hard work and how to build the beloved community that Dr. King used to talk about, and I brought that spirit to the Senate. At the end of the day, this race is about who's ready to represent Georgia in the U.S. Senate. I think that choice is clear, and I look forward to having that discussion tonight. Thank you, Senator Warnock. All right, there was the opening statements. You know, you heard both of them already. Um, you know, we're hearing Dr. King being invoked, but hey, you know, that's fine. He can do that. He has every right to. So let's really get down to public policy. Gentlemen, we have a lot to get to this hour. So we will start tonight with the most important issues facing Georgia voters. Our next star, Emerson College, the Hill poll shows the economy, threats to democracy, and abortion access are the top three issues. We're going to begin tonight with the economy. Everyday Georgians are struggling. They're struggling to pay for food, gas, child care, housing. This week, the inflation rate continues to rise. Mr. Walker, we're going to start with you. You've been openly critical, blaming President Biden and the Democrats for inflation and for the economy. If elected, what is one idea, one idea that you would champion to reduce inflation? We ask you to be specific. You have 60 seconds. Well, first of all, you have to blame this administration and Senator Warnock because within two years, this inflation has gotten worse. They uh, cut our energy uh, independence. They also raised taxes. And at the same time, they're reckless spending all our money. So he would sit here tonight and say, that he's doing a good job for us, and you ask me what is one job I would do to uh, help the inflation. First of all, we've got to become independent, uh, energy independent again. And the reason why, we're going to our enemies to ask for gas and oil. And that puts us not just in an inflation problem, but it puts us in a national security problem. And I think that's something that I think Senator Warnock need to realize. And he mentioned that he grew up here in Savannah with 12 siblings, with 12 siblings. Well, in this area, most people live paycheck to paycheck. And when you have inflation the way he's brought inflation on, how in the world can you buy grocery or gas for your family? A follow-up question. All right. So let me stop right there. Now, I am a oil and gas man. I have worked in the petrochemical industry for more than 20 years. Um, oil and gas is something that drives the Texas economy and actually th economies throughout the world. And when Joe Biden did come in office and took us off of energy independence, in other words, we're drilling our own oil, we're producing everything here, we're not asking the Saudis for anything, we're not asking OPEC for anything, we were good. It kept our prices lower. Joe Biden stopped all of that when he got into office, all the extra drilling that they wanted to do. We have so much oil in the United States. We don't need to be begging Saudi Arabia or OPEC to, to increase production or, or whatever the case may be, right? So... 
Herschel Walker is actually right on that aspect. Just me being, you know, to petrochemical industry and understanding how that industry works and how that industry affects you every day. Cause see, it's not about if you like somebody or not, we need to grow up. It's about affecting your family on a daily basis. Gas prices affect your family on a daily basis, period. Gas prices are going to affect your food prices. Cause if, if gas prices and diesel prices go up, then it's going to cost more money to the grocery store to get the products delivered. And if they're paying more to the truckers because they got to raise their prices because the diesel fuel price is up, they're going to pass down that price to you in the food price. You understand what I'm saying? So a lower gas price, a lower diesel price is going to help drive down food costs as well. Inflation is bad too. And you, when you spend too much in an economy um, and put too much money out there within a capitalistic society where it runs, that's what drives up inflation. And Joe Biden did that when he got into office. Okay, that's just a truth. And I was quite shocked that, believe it or not, I'm shocked that Herschel Walker is coming out the gate even talking like this. I was shocked. Into that, Mr. Walker, most economists say that cutting government spending is the first step in economic recovery. I would want to ask you, would you consider cutting military funding or spending on social services to accomplish this goal? And you have 30 seconds. I would not uh, think about cutting military spending because, first, I believe in peace through strength. Right now, we're at a brink of war. And I think right now with Senator Warnock, who he and Joe Biden, uh, they don't show any strength. And we have to protect this country. And we, I said it early on, right now, because we're giving our energy, energy up to our enemies that don't like us, we have to be ready for war. This is not, uh, this is not a playground. So we have to be ready for war right now. Thank you, Mr. Walker. Senator. All right. So the military spending. Due to America's system and the way they run, they can't really cut their military spending like that. Um, right now, America's being disrespected heavily. And they, they, the Saudis have disrespected Joe Biden because Joe Biden has shown weakness. China doesn't respect America anymore because, because through Biden, he's shown weakness. Uh, call it what it is. You like Trump or not, you could think he's a prick. But the worst of the world viewed him as unpredictable and crazy. And that's actually a good thing when people don't know what you're going to do. Okay. Biden is a traditional politician and he got his pockets, you know, his you know, money tied in a lot of places that we don't even know. And so he's not going to do a whole lot of things, right? That's not good. That's why these other, that's why Russia's doing what they're doing. Cause I don't really think Russia would be doing this if, if uh, Trump was in office, but let's continue. Senator Warnock, since President Biden has taken office, inflation has reached levels that we haven't seen in 40 years. You've supported nearly every piece of legislation that this administration has pushed through Congress. Do you take any responsibility for the financial hardships currently that Georgians are facing? And you have 60 seconds. There's no question that people are feeling pain at the grocery store, at the pump, at pharmacy counters. And while we are paying record prices, a lot of our corporate actors are seeing record profits in the oil and gas industry and in the pharmaceutical industry which is why I've stood up for ordinary, hardworking Georgia families time and time again. I passed the single largest tax cut, contrary to what my opponent is suggesting, for middle and working class families in American history. And we passed the Inflation Reduction Act, which had two of my provisions. One, caps the cost of prescription drugs for seniors so they don't have to choose between buying medicine and buying groceries. And one caps the cost of insulin. He said he would not have voted for the Inflation Reduction Act. And I think he should tell the people of Georgia why he thinks they should have expensive insulin 
and why the pharmaceutical companies should be able to charge us whatever they like. Well, first of all, may I respond? You know, I believe in reducing insulin, but at the same time, you got to eat right because he may not know, and I know many people that's on insulin, and unless you have an eating right, insulin is doing you no good. So you have to get food prices down, and you got to get gas down so they can go get insulin, and you continue to pat yourself on the back, but right now, families are starving. Right now, families are hurting, and they're hurting because of the bills and the laws you're passing right now. Senator Warnock, I... Okay, now Warnock did not want to take responsibility of anything that he was a part of or bills that he, you know, co-signed on. He just went to say how people are suffering, oh, corporations are making profits, X, Y, Z, but he's not addressing the inflation. Now, he mentioned the Inflation Reduction Act. We just had an inflation report that came out that the inflation now is worse even after the Inflation Reduction Act. And eco- uh, economists have said the Inflation Reduction Act is not going to drive down inflation at all. You know, that's more of them, them uh, goodies and gimmies that they put in these bills to benefit their cronies. Now, what Herschel Walker talked about, the insulin aspect. Now, Herschel Walker is a person, uh, from what I read, he eats uh, one meal a day. They call it uh, OMAD. That's what they call it. He practiced that. Herschel Walker has always been an athlete. He still works out, as you can see to this day. You know, Herschel Walker was a great in the NFL, the Dallas Cowboys. I remember growing up watching Herschel Walker, you know, as a um, – uh, a kid, you know, being a running back for the Cowboys. So if anything about, you know, health and fitness, you probably want to listen to Herschel Walker on that one. But Warnock, so far, he's not taking responsibility for anything. I'll give you an opportunity for a listen, rebuttal. Listen, I, I, I meet people all the time in my church who are trying to manage their diabetes. I've been there when they've gotten the news that they've got to get an amputation. And I think we're hearing from my opponent tonight that it's their fault that prices of insulin are being gouged. That's not what he said. That's not what he said. Why did he lie? This man is talking about the reason why people is have, getting on di- having diabetes because of the poor eating and all of that, you know, eating horrible, horrible foods, right? And he, he go immediate to lie. I, I don't think it's their fault. I think it's the fault of these pharmaceutical companies. Insulin's been around 100 years. The patent was sold for $1. They're engaged in price gouging, and too many people in Washington think they work for the pharmaceutical companies. I work for the people of Georgia. Well, he's in Washington. I, can I finish? I work yeah. for the people of Georgia. Yeah, well, you're in- Hold on. A hundred years ago, okay, our grandparents were not on insulin like that. They weren't diabetics like that. Let's call it what it is. I've never seen diabetes in my family like that. It wasn't there. My grandfather's, Mama Frida, Aunt Bay, uh, a Pop. And all the other ones, Grandpa Curly, all them ones that I'm naming in my family never had none of them health problems. The problem started with all that, that trash they put in the food today and, and with that trash, all the excess salt, all the excess sugar, all the uh, 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 preservatives and chemicals they put in the stuff today is creating this issue and problem. Black folks was eating anything they wanted to, to the day they died. You can't do that today. So what is Warnock talking about? And that's why I stand up for them every single day. And you're the leader. Mr. Walker, let's let's move forward if we can. A follow-up question to you, Senator, in 30 seconds. Georgians need help right now. In your opinion, is the answer uh, another stimulus check, or is there a a better option out there to deal with this right now? We passed the Inflation Reduction Act. He's already told you he would vote against it. It didn't reduce inflation. he's, he's, He's already told you that he doesn't believe in capping the costs of prescription drugs for people like my 84-year-old mother. 
No, I, I don't think they should. I, I don't believe think, in I don't induction think she should have to choose. Yes. Let's let him talk. Yes. Well, you'll get a second. I, I don't think she should have to choose between buying medicine and buying groceries. And that's why I've stood up for her and I've stood up for hardworking families every single day. And I've stood against the corporations that are being bad actors. They're seeing record profits in the middle of a pandemic. And Who exploits a pandemic? General. Now, notice he didn't tell him what he would actually do. And the people is mentioning food. Let's call it what it is. In other countries, certain foods are even banned that we eat in America that would not even be allowed in other countries. Other countries don't even allow GMO foods. In some countries ban certain fast foods. And if they do have it, they have to be at their regulations. Do you know last time I was in Istanbul, Turkey, I, I found out they have a regulation over there where you you can't put a lot of salt or sugar in the, in the food. Let me tell you something. I drank a Sprite in Istanbul, and it's just right. It's a just right taste for you. Drink it over here. You, you, you drink a liquid diabetes. Why? Because they have regulations that they put on the food of their people and their people not suffering. Like we're suffering here with all these diseases. So, so please stop. The government can shut down all that mess they do to our food. The government is actually um, harming us and actually killing us slowly through the food. Well, we need to move on to our yes. next topic in the interest of time. So that's election integrity. Tina, it's all yours. All right, Buck, thank you. Senator Warnock, this question is for you. You have said the new Georgia voting laws implemented after the 2020 election create many obstacles for underserved communities. Yet there was record turnout in Georgia in the primary this May. According to research done by the Brennan Center for Justice, the African-American vote grew approximately 50 percent from 2018 to 2022's primaries. Senator, can you explain how the law negatively impacts minority votes? You have 60 seconds, sir. So I have spent my whole career long before coming to the Senate fighting for voting rights because I believe that a vote is a kind of prayer for the world we desire for ourselves and for our children. We register people to vote in my church. And in the Senate, I've stood up for democracy because that's the framework in which we get to fight for all of the things we care about. There is no question that SB 202 makes voting harder, and that is the intent. And the fact that many of our voters are overcoming this hardship doesn't undermine that reality. They've made it harder for folks to use the drop boxes. They've shortened uh, the registration times. Folks are saying, you know, you shouldn't have to not, you should be able to get food or water in a, in a line. I, I think the question is more fundamental than that. Why are the line so long in certain communities and not others? And so I just want to encourage Georgia voters to keep showing up. Don't let anybody take your voice. Don't let anybody take your vote. It took too much to get here, and I'm honored to represent you in the United States Senate. Uh, before I respond, uh, could y'all go ahead and click that like button? I'm looking at right now. It's 540 people here. It's free to do that. It helps us spread this video in the algorithm. So please click that like button. I greatly appreciate it. Now, once again, he did not break down nothing that was in the law that prevented black people from voting. They showed him that more black people had registered to vote after the law. So what was in the law to stop people? And one thing I hate about hearing about these voter ID laws, remember they say, oh, the Georgia law is, is, is like Jim Crow. Oh, my God, Jim Crow is coming back. Same thing about Texas. Oh, the Texas law, Jim Crow. Black people, you're not going to be able to vote. Them white folks going to get you. Oh, help us out. See, one thing that the white liberal understands, they understand black folk. They understand that you're so emotional. And, and, and I realized something 
just this weekend about a lot of my people, unfortunately, how controlled you are by the white liberal and how they could turn your rage on and turn it off at any minute. They know how to use your rage to their advantage at any minute. It's amazing how they, how they know how to get at y'all. I mean, they got y'all to a science. Oh, it got you to a science. Now this guy here, he didn't, he don't know what's in the bill because he didn't point out anything in the bill that prevented those people from voting in the primary. Didn't do anything. What was Warnock talking about? Y'all talk about Walker. Oh, he don't know what he's talking about. Oh, people calling him idiot. No, Warnock is an idiot. He don't even know the bill. Warnock, thank you. Mr. Walker, we move to you now. In 2020, Georgia became the epicenter for questions on voter fraud. We'd like to hear your thoughts in 60 seconds. Did President Biden defeat former President Donald Trump in 2020? Again, sir, you have 60 seconds. Well, first of all, I need to mention that he said that uh, SB 202, really it made it easier to vote and harder to cheat. And she mentioned that uh, more people turned out for the primary. So you gotten good at in Washington not answering that question because that was the question she asked you. And did President uh, Biden win? That President, is the Biden question. Won, President Biden won and Senator Warnock won. That's the reason I decided to run. Oh, boy. Now, see, say what you want to say about Herschel Walker. That was the perfect response right there. He didn't go into the you know situation with Trump. He just acknowledged what it is and say, yep, that's why I wanted to run. And how he's already pointed out this dude don't want to answer a question. That's deception, folks. When you ask somebody a yes or no question and they just don't even want to answer it, they can't pin you down. Why are you being deceptive? It's a yes or no question. Or what are you going to do? I don't want to hear a bunch of other things. I want to hear about what you're going to do or yes or no answer. Let's continue. Because we need a change in Washington. We need leaders that's going to stand up to uh, foreign leaders. We need people that's going to stand up for people in Georgia. Because Senator Warnock, he went to Washington, but he forgot about Georgia. And I want to stand for the people of Georgia. He just mentioned he's standing for the people of Georgia. But can you tell me why he voted with Joe Biden 96% of the time if he was standing for Georgia? That tells you that he's for Joe Biden. I'm for Georgia. Mr. Walker, thank you. Now, before we move on, gentlemen. I'd, I'd, I'd like to respond to that. I will give you that opportunity, it, sir. It, it is, I will give you that opportunity, Senator. You have 15 seconds to respond. It, it is very clear that my opponent would rather be running against anybody except me. But I'm either happy me, to run there, there are only two people are gonna, who are going to sit in this seat, either me or my opponent. And I think this race is about who's ready to represent the people of Georgia, and I'm thinking about them every single day. But if he cut from the same cloth at 96% of the time, I'm running he and Joe Biden because they're the same. Gentlemen. Oh, you see, oh, my God. Warnock, you stay quiet. You let him label you as Joe Biden. And you stay freaking quiet. That's a label. Oh my God. Like, and y'all talk about Walker so silly. And he y'all talk about his intelligence. What I'm seeing right now, Herschel Walker is more intelligent than this guy. The only reason people talk about him is because, okay, yes, he has a strong Southern accent. And yes, I know I'm from the South. I know that most people in the country think we in the South are dumb because of our accents. I know. But actually, I love my Southern accent because people underestimate me a lot more. And I love that. That's my advantage. That's my superpower. And that's, 
could be Herschel Walker's superpower. Oh, he's so dumb. He don't know nothing. Look at what he say. But really I've heard so many people talk like Herschel Walker over the years, white people, black people. What is he going to do? So far, he seems like he's more intelligent than a uh, freaking Warnock. Gentlemen, we are moving on now. This is this next question. This is a yes or no response. And this is for both of you, Senator Warnock. Yes or no, regardless of who wins in November. Will you accept the outcome? Yes. And Mr. Walker, regardless of who wins yes. in November, will you accept the outcome? Yes. Thank you very much. Gentlemen, Buck, over to you. Thank you, Tina. We turn now to the topic of abortion. We're going to start with you, Mr. Walker. A week before this debate, a former girlfriend made public accusations saying you paid for an abortion and that you encouraged her to have another. In an ABC News interview uh, this week, you said that the accusations are, quote, all lies. For the voters watching tonight, can you explain the circumstances surrounding these claims? You have 60 seconds. Well, as I said, that's a lie. And, you know, one most thing I put, I put it in a book. One thing about my life is I've been very transparent. Not like the senator. He's hid things. But at the same time, I said that's a lie. And on abortion, you know, I'm a Christian. I believe in life. And I tell people this, Georgia is a state that respects life, and I'll be a senator that, that protects life. And I said that was a lie, and I'm not backing down. And we have Senator Warnock, people that would do anything and say anything for this seat, but I'm not going to back down because this seat is too important to the Georgia people for me to back down right now. You've been vocally pro-life, supporting a ban on abortions without exceptions. Would you support a complete ban on a national level? Well, first of all, seconds. see, that's not true either. I said I support uh, the heartbeat bill, and I said I support the Georgia heartbeat bill because that's the bill of the people from Governor Kemp. And I said that has exceptions in it. I said I'm a Christian, but I'm also representing the people of Georgia, and that's who I represent. So what the people of Georgia stand for, I'm going to stand with them. Thank you, Mr. Walker. Senator Warnock, you said. All right. So Herschel Walker say he put his stuff in the book. He said that he goes with the Georgia heartbeat bill, which was passed. So let's go ahead and hear what Warnock has to say. Repeatedly that the exam room is too small for the patient, her doctor, and the U.S. government. We're asking you to take a clear position right now. Do you believe there should be any limitations on abortion set by the government? And you have 60 seconds. I think that the women of this country and the women of this state woke up one summer morning and a core protection that they've known for 50 years was taken from them by an extremist Supreme Court. And I stand where I, I've said I stand in the past, that a patient's room is too narrow and small and cramped a space for a woman, her doctor, and the United States government. We are witnessing right now what happens when politicians, most of, most of them men, pile into patients' rooms. You get what you're seeing right now. And the women of Georgia, the women of Georgia deserves a senator who will stand with them. I trust women more than I trust politicians. May I, may I now, remember, this is a pastor of a church. Raphael Warnock, Reverend Raphael Warnock, Ebenezer Baptist Church. This is a pastor talking about a woman's right to choose, okay? A pastor. And you wonder why black folks don't like going to church? Very quickly, Mr. Walker. Yeah, yeah. You know, it is, and I heard about him. That I heard he was, he, was, he was a neat talker. 
but did he not mention that there was a baby in that room as well? And also, did he not mention that he asking that he asking the taxpayer to pay for it? So he's bringing the government back into the room. So he's not talking about that. So when he mentioned that, it's like I've not seen too many pastors that would say that statement. Uh oh. <laughs> Warnock need to get thrown out of that church for that statement, boy. Oh man, how you let Hersh Walker got you get you in that that corner? My God, Warnock, I, I give you a chance I, to rebut. I am a pastor. I'm a man of faith, and I have a profound reverence for life and a deep <clears throat> respect for choice. And because I have such a profound reverence for life, it's one of the reasons why I've stood up to address this issue of maternal mortality in our country. We lead all of the Western nations on that front, and black women are three to four times more likely to die even when they have the insurance and the income. Now, that's something government could actually do something about. And I joined with Marco Rubio of Florida to pass a bill to address maternal mortality. The women of Georgia have a clear choice as we're watching women die. Do you want a senator who wants to control your life, or do you want a senator who wants to save your life? Well, I want to save your life. Well, what's funny, we I, have to, Mr. I have to respond to this. Very quick. Because he told me black lives matter. And if you think about it, Senator, in Atlanta, Georgia, there's more black baby that is aborted than, uh, than anything. So if black lives matter, why are you not protecting those babies? And instead of <laughs> aborting those babies, why are you not baptizing those babies? Mr. Warnock, oh, no. Oh, <laughs> Oh, man, Warnock, come on, brother. Herschel Walker puts you, man, you let Herschel Walker dog walk you in your own, oh, man. Now y'all see why Obama having to come out now and try to campaign for, for uh, Warnock? Man, this man is literally put you up here for display that you some fake preacher. That sitting up here, you a Democrat. You not a man of God. You a freaking Democrat shield. You can't even represent the Bible. I know. I thought the Ten Commandments say thou shall not kill. If anything, you should agree with Herschel Walker on that. Man. How, how, how Warnock, how? Or Senator Warnock, we give you a chance to respond to that. I, I think the women of, of Georgia have a clear choice. He says no exceptions, even in the case of rape, incest, or the life of the mother. I think that's extreme. It's out of touch with Georgia. And I intend to do the work that senators can do. See, he didn't Mr. read, Walker, the, heart, he didn't read the heartbeat forward. bill, though. Wait, he didn't we've read the heartbeat forward, bill. That there is exceptions for that in the heartbeat bill. So when he made right, a statement that is Mr. untrue, Walker, that we need and to move I do on, respect okay? that, we've got a, we've got a lot to, to get in tonight. A follow-up question. Uh, <laughs> so, so, man, Herschel Walker knows a bill and you don't? Uh, like, how, I'm just tripping out by this. Like, and I've seen all these freaking liberals on Twitter talking about, oh, yeah, Warnock won. I say, you know, you know how they called us as black people Russian bots? I say, oh, no, y'all Democrat bots at this point. Y'all Democrat bots, they're lying. Because ain't no way I'm looking at Warnock as walking the – how – and see, Herschel Walker is doing it in so simplistic way that that's what makes it look bad. It's not like Herschel Walker is the most eloquent speaker and, oh, he's just pinning him down on policy and he can't answer. And he's no, no, no. He's doing the most simplistic thing. And Warnock still doubled down on the abortion thing. For you, Senator Warnock, uh, we ask that you take a listen to something that you said at a rally just a couple of weeks ago. 
So women, I trust women in their wisdom and their ability to sit with their own doctor. And if they choose to sit with their pastor and to pray about that and let their own conscience guide them. Even God gave us a choice. Even God gave us a choice. Can you clarify what you meant by that? You have 30 seconds. Oh, I, th I think it's, it's, it's self-explanatory. God gave us a choice. And I respect uh, the right of women to make a decision. Uh, these are medical decisions. Uh, they are deeply personal. Uh, women find themselves in a range of circumstances. And this issue has been far too politicized. And we're witnessing right now the chaos that ensues as a result of that. And women right now who may be facing a miscarriage in some cases are wondering what will happen and how will they have to explain that. I think that's deeply problematic. There are enough politicians piling into the rooms of patients, and I don't plan to join them. But just to clarify, in your opinion, God gave us a choice in regards to abortion. I, I, it, it is apparent that God has given us a range of choices, and the people of Georgia have a choice right now about who they think should represent them in the Senate. And, man. You, know, you notice he didn't want to answer the question? You notice he, he, he deflects and all that? That's that Democrat politician for you right there. He's cut from the Democrat cloth. Don't answer a question. Don't say yes or no. Deflect. And that's deception, folks. May I have to respond? Mr. Walker, we do have to move on to our next this topic. This will be very short, very short, because he's correct. God gave us a choice. But also within the Bible, if you read the Bible more, God said choose life. In the Bible, it says, I give you a choice. Just like Adam and Eve had a choice, but they chose death. Very quick, God said you Very choose. quick, Mr. Walker, we need to I, move I, forward. I think he wants to arrogate to politicians more power than God has. All right, gentlemen, thank you. We're going to have to move on to our next. What are you talking about, Warnock? Like, I mean, the Bible do teach that. God did say choose life and not death. He did say that. You should have been responding back to him because you're talking about the Bible. He walking in your your lane. Y'all in Ebenezer Baptist Church need to throw that guy out. Seriously, let him be a, a, a politician. Don't don't have that guy. Let some young brother or sister come in and take that position. Next topic, okay? Tina? Okay. We are moving on, gentlemen, on the next topic, and it is about student loans. We turn to Christian Dent, a college student, and Next Star News Nation viewer from Locust Grove, Georgia. As a college student at the University of Georgia, me and my peers are often faced with confronting the rising costs that come with obtaining a college degree. In the United States Senate, will you support further forgiveness of student loan debt? And if so, how will you implement it in the United States Senate on a federal level? Our thanks to Christian for that question. Senator Warnock, your answer, please, in 60 seconds. I wouldn't be standing here tonight if it weren't for low-interest student loans and Pell Grants. And in the years since I've graduated, that path has gotten harder. I ran into a couple on a flight. And uh, they wrote a note for me. They were with their one-year-old son. They said, whatever you do, please do something about this student debt. Let me stop for a second. Great Black Shark. Hey, brother, I, I want to tell you something. Warnock don't support it either. Warnock or the Democrats. You know they just came out saying that. I just want to add that. The mother said, I borrowed $35,000. I paid back 20000 I still owe 30000 And that's why I pushed the president to do student debt relief. He did $10,000, and with my urging, he did $20,000 for folks with Pell Grants. I think it was the right move. 
It will spur entrepreneurship, home ownership. It helps kids in technical schools and vocational schools, not just four-year colleges. But we need reform. We, we shouldn't be doing this again 10 years from now. And I'm working right now on the kind of reform we need because college is outpacing uh, the price of everything else in our economy. Let's talk about college for a minute. College at one point in time used to guarantee you, you know, a particular jobs and higher pay. They got people with college degrees that can't even get a job anymore with a hundred plus thousand dollars in debt. So the question need to be, why is college costing so much money? Why isn't the federal government um, providing a way for people to go to college? Just like other countries. Do you know, like doctors that come to America, their college is already paid for through their own government. And so when they come to America, become a doctor, they don't have no student loan debt. Now our doctors here sometimes up to $300,000 in debt when they become a doctor and paying all this money. So the moment a foreign doctor gets here, they, they are, they doing so much better than even American doctors. So that's the question we need to ask. Why are we not paying for doctors to go through medical school, you know, lawyers or any kind of certain professions, you know, construction, whatever it's going to be nation building type of professions. Why aren't we paying for that? for people. I'm all for that, but they do, they're not going to talk about that. You, sir. Why do you believe this should be done through executive action instead of Congress? And also how would this be funded? You have 30 seconds. The president has already moved to do student debt relief. And, um, there's additional relief for folks like me who, when they got student loans, uh, were Pell grant eligible, but there's no question we need, reform in the system so that we can get the cost of college underway. We don't find ourselves here again. Uh, and that's my position. Thank you. Senator Warnock, thank you. Mr. Walker, to repeat Christian's question, will you support further forgiveness of student loan debt? And if so, how would you implement it? Well, first of all, uh, you can 60 see 60 seconds, sir. I apologize. Yes, first of all, you can see that Senator Warnock has gotten good at being in Washington because you asked the question, why did Congress not do it instead of the president doing an executive order, which is what should have been done. And as I was traveling around the state of Georgia, I talked to people. Some people that wanted to go to college, they couldn't. So they ended up going and working on father's farm. Some military wanted to go to college, they didn't. So he went to the military, may have lost an arm. So. Okay, Eric Johnson, 1994. I got to respond to that. Does that really matter right now what you're talking about? When we're talking about something serious, the name calling needs to stop, folks. We need to sit up here and focus on what the task at hand. All the name calling not helping black people, bruh. This is not right. Georgia people say it's not right. And, I, and I, they say it's, un, it's unfair. First of all, how can you transfer someone debt who owe it to someone that don't owe it? And also... Senator Warnock brags about making $400 billion that now the taxpayer, all you in the audience, got to pay for. You got to pay that debt. And I didn't co-sign for anyone's loan. I hope no one out here co-signed for anyone's loan because I didn't co-sign for anyone's loan. And it's not right. It's not fair. Well, let's talk, let's talk about that uh, forgiveness real quick. I know a lot of people um, have student loans. But reality speaking, right? Who took out the loan? Is it everybody in the country took out the loan? Or is it just that person took out the loan? Did you ask anybody 
um, about that loan you're taking out? Did you get any consultation by anything? So you chose to get in a hundred thousand dollars worth of debt because you chose to, it was a choice. I mean, you could have applied yourself and got scholarships. If you, I mean, you really want to go there. You could have got scholarships or you could have went to college for free. Prime example. Um, my daughter went to college. Well, she's graduating this year for free academic scholarship, not paying a dime because she applied herself. Right. So you can get those kind of scholarships and not pay a dime, not owe anything. Or you can start off in community college, do your basics. So you don't pay much and then transfer over to the universities to finish. Um, and if you do get some debt, it won't be much, but the thing is white people can't afford the debt. Let's call it what it is. Black people have more student loan debt than any other group. But when white people start suffering and they can't pay their debts, all of a sudden now we need to start forgiving it. That's why I don't support it because you didn't forgive it when black people owed. Then why all of a sudden you want to forgive, uh, forgive it now because white folks owe. And, like, and the truth is I don't have no student loan debt. Thank God. I don't have that. Never had it because I did it the right way. Why should I have to pay or some of you have to pay for somebody else's ch personal choice? Why? Why has it had to be a free for all? I don't agree with it either. Pay your own debts. Mr. Walker, we're, con we're continuing with a follow-up for you now, Mr. Walker. College tuition, it skyrocketed 175% over the past 20 years. What will you do to stem the cost of higher education going forward? Well, first you of have all, 30 seconds. First of all, what you should do is uh, get rid of federal funding of any college that raises their costs. I agree with that. I agree with that. They need to keep it affordable. Now, I, I agree with that, Herschel. Get rid of, get rid of federal, federal funding or any college that raised their costs. That's the first thing that you should do. So that is what you would do. Yeah, we're, that's we're, what we're I would do. What any you college, would do. Well, any college that raised their costs, I get rid of any federal funding that they're going to get. Now, why that's smart? Because you're getting free money from the taxpayer to run your institution. You're raising the cost. So you double dipping. You get money from the taxpayer and you're raising up costs on, on, on um, young adults and families who got to pay for that. And I pay for college too for, for my kids. So I know exactly what it is, putting them in, in, in uh, dorms and, and homes so they can stay in and go to college, et cetera. It's hella expensive. So, yes, they're double dipping. They're getting it on the private side and they're getting taxpayer money. So I agree with Herschel on that one. You, you know, I find, it, I, I find it interesting I, I, that, that I, folks are Senator offended Warnock, by... Senator Warnock, I, yes. I, I'm going to give you this one. I'm going to give you. you a pass for 15 I, seconds. I will be very brief, I promise. Very brief. It, it, it's interesting to me that, that, that folks who have been crying about the student debt relief haven't said anything... Of oh, God, okay. EMG 4454. He said if they raise their cost, HBCUs do not cost the price of a Stanford University, okay? They really don't. They're not making money like that, like these PWIs. So they wouldn't even uh, qualify for what they're even talking about. About uh, multi-billionaire corporate entities who've gotten PPP loans. <laughs> I, 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 I wonder why Mr. Uh, uh, we're going to move on. We're moving on. Thank you. Thank you, Senator Warnock. Your time is up, Mr. Walker. We are moving on. We're going to move on to minimum wage, gentlemen. <laughs> Did you hear that? He said that he talking about he condemning PPP loans and, 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 he, and they got it. 
And this is what I don't understand about the PPP loan thing. Churches are nonprofit organizations. Why were they getting PPP loans? Why? That should have been for only for-profit businesses. And it's a lot of those senators and Congress people got businesses and a lot of them got PPP loans and all of them got a forgiveness. So you getting a you got a government job making a hundred, what I think what they make 160, 175,000 a year, somewhere around there. And you get a PPP loan, sir. You should be quiet about PPP loans. Get through yes. tonight. We've made that clear at the top of the hour. Yes. So let's get as many questions as we can in because Georgia voters want to know where you stand on these issues. They have to make a decision. Let them know tonight. Buck? Thank you, Tina. Now, according to the U.S. Census Bureau, 14% of Georgians live in poverty. The federal minimum wage is $7.25 an hour, a number that has not increased since 2009. Let's do this by a simple showing of hands. Raise your hand if you support a federal minimum wage. Okay, Mr. Walker, you did not raise your hand, so I'd like to ask you, first of all, why not and what would you do to help struggling Georgians? Well, when you say a federal, um, I think right now, and he said that I want the federal government. No, he wants the federal government to run your life. Right now, I think you have to work with different corporations and see just where they can pay. There are some companies right now, and he should know this, after getting the All-Star game moved out of Atlanta, they destroyed a lot of small businesses. So those small businesses couldn't pay $15, $20 an hour. So they have to pay what they're capable of paying. So to mandate a federal, uh, federal uh, fee that they have to pay hourly wage, no, I couldn't, I couldn't approve that. Thank you, Mr. Walker. Uh, Senator Warnock, you did not raise your hand. So okay, so he don't support a federal minimum wage. Um, now, as a business owner myself, if you have to pay a, a minimum wage that say a higher one, even though I support a federal minimum wage being raised just me personally, I believe it should be raised to $10 an hour. Um, not 15, not 20, no, $10 an hour. Um, but if a business is not making much money, then where the money going to come from? That's just, just bottom line. I'm talking about the small business. I'm talking, I'm talking about the Walmarts and the targets. No, they got money. I'm talking about the small business owner, even in our community. Right? So, at the same time, we should be striving to do more anyway, so we won't be making minimum wage. So, yeah, I mean, we need to do better. I, that's how I look at it. I mean, minimum wages for, for kids. Why not, and what would you do to help well, struggling Georgians? I, I, I believe in the dignity of work, and I believe in the dignity of workers. I watched my dad work really hard to take care of his family, and I've seen what we call essential workers, these folks who are on the front line stand up for us in the midst of a pandemic. We call them essential workers. They deserve an essential wage and essential benefits. In other words, workers deserve to participate in the prosperity that they are creating for others. And so uh, I've been a part of this conversation around a minimum wage. I think people need a livable wage. And some of that is being addressed right now in this strong labor market. So I'm willing to work with folks in the corporate community as well as the labor community to, feel that, to, to figure out how we get to a good place. But there's no question. People deserve to participate in the prosperity that they're creating for others. They deserve a livable wage, and they deserve benefits. Thank you, Senator Warnock. What is a livable wage? You didn't give a, you didn't give a number. Why do you, you said you don't support raising the federal minimum wage. Okay, fine. 
then why did you talk about a livable wage and didn't even give a number what this livable wage is? You should have just left it, left it alone. My Lord. We're going to move to our next topic, Tina. And that topic is crime and violence. In June, Congress passed the first bipartisan legislation to combat gun violence in 30 years. According to a Pew Research poll released in July, 78% of Americans think the new gun law will do little or nothing to reduce gun violence. Senator Warnock, I turn to you first. As the number of shootings in Georgia and across the nation continue. Somebody in the chat saying $20 an hour. That's not going to happen. $20 an hour in the South is way too much. I say 10, it would be fair. Now y'all California, New York people maybe want that, but you know, no, I mean, could you imagine a brand new business trying to hire somebody at $20 an hour? It just got started. And, and, and I know a lot of this conversation is coming from a worker standpoint and not a, a an employer standpoint to rise. What should be done? What should the next step be to solve this issue? You have to answer this question, sir, and I give you one minute. Well, I'm glad that we finally passed the first gun safety law in 30 years, and we did that on a bipartisan basis. I believe that this law will indeed save lives, and I'd like to see us work and see what we can let me, let me stop this real quick um, and respond to something somebody's saying. See, when y'all sit up here demanding a $20 an hour um, you know, wage, which you can get that money, you can get it. If you're getting certain type of training, certain certifications, maybe certain education, you can make that money a whole lot more. Hell, the petrochemical industry, they got guys making $50 and $60 an hour as, as operators, as um, in, you know, engineers, as et cetera, right? You can make that money in America, but somebody just out the gate with no skills making 20 y'all pushing these folks to, and this is why they doing it, allowing all the illegal immigration because they're not going to pay you that when they got millions of people that's willing to take a job for less than seven twenty-five. Beyond that on a bipartisan basis, my heart goes out when I see the kinds of tragedies that we are witnessing all across uh, our state, all across our country. And it's the reason why I have passed legislation to support law enforcement. I passed uh, the largest investment in the COPS program in a decade. Uh, I introduced legislation called Invest to Protect that's endorsed by the sheriffs of Burke County and Scriven County because, because it supports some of our smaller law enforcement entities. So we've got to stand up with law enforcement, but we've also got to create opportunity. Senator Warnock, thank you. Mr. Walker, we're posing the same question to you, sir. In one minute, what should the next step be to solve gun violence? Well, first of all, uh, you know, any uh, law or bill passed that affect anyone's Second Amendment, I'm not going to stand for and I won't support. But third, uh, to hear Senator Warnock talks about supporting law enforcement is sad because he's called them names. And because of the name caller he's done, the morale is down, recruitment is down, only because of what he's done. He's empowered criminals to think they're better than the police. And because he believes in no cash bail, is releasing prisoners, he don't protect the border, fentanyl is coming to this country, and also into Atlanta. 70% of the drugs coming from the border goes to Atlanta, Georgia. And he talks about the police, that I have more sheriff that has endorsed me than anyone running in, in, in Georgia right now.
And I even have some sheriffs here, and they've endorsed me because they know I have their back, they're gonna have my back. So to listen to him say that after calling them name, I think it's a disgrace. Let, let me get into this cash bill thing. Here, here in Harris County, they've been doing that cash bill. And you know what's been happening? Now, this is the thing. I believe that people who commit nonviolent crimes should have the cash bill. Okay. Nonviolent. Or if it's something like a simple assault, two guys got in a fight, something like that, fist fight, no weapons or something like that. Okay, cool. That's two guys got in a fight. They shouldn't have to, you know, let them do deal with it in court. But you have people that's committed all kind of, you know, crimes like uh, carjackings, uh, kidnappings, um, you know, violators, you know what I mean by that term? People up here killing folk and they letting them right back out. And you know what they doing? They going out and doing it again. So, so from what we see, cause you know, the Harris County, you know, Houston itself is Democrat central. Okay. It's Democrat. So they, that's been causing a big problem with you in the city of Houston. So I could tell you that mess don't work. Let out nonviolent people. Why are you putting people in jail for who committed no violent offenses? Like, for instance, somebody owes some child support, you will throw them in, 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 in county. You keep them in county, but let somebody that just did a freaking uh, uh, trying to abduct a woman, you let them right back out. That doesn't even make sense. Mr. Walker, thank you. I have a follow-up now for both of you. I, 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 uh, think, I think I ought to be able to respond to that. I will give you the opportunity, 15 seconds well, to we, respond, we, Senator we, Warnock. We will see time and time again tonight, as we've already seen, that my opponent has a problem with the truth. I, I, and, and just because he said something doesn't mean it's true. I have supported our police officers. I've called them and I've prayed with their families, like those officers lost in Cobb County when they were killed, doing what police officers routinely do. You can support police officers as I've done through the COPS program, through the Invest to Protect program, while at the same time holding police officers, like all professions, accountable. One thing I have not done, I've never pretended to be a police officer <laughs> and, and, and I've, never, I've never threatened a shootout with the police. Well, and now I have to respond to that. We are, we are, we are no, moving no, 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 on, no. gentlemen. I have to respond to that. And you know what's so funny? I am worked with many police officers <laughs> and at the same time Mr. Pastor, Walker, Mr. Walker, no, no, Mr. No, no, Walker, no, no. When, now, you just heard he said, I am with many police officers. He said, I am with many. He didn't say, I am a police officer. He said, I am with many. Because I wanted to make sure that to stop that. So we could, so, so let me back that up just, just a second. Accountable. One thing I have not done, I've never pretended to be a police officer. <laughs> and and, and I've, never, I've never threatened a shootout with the police. Well, and now I have to respond to that. We are, we are, we are no, moving no, 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 on, no. gentlemen. I have to respond to that. And you know what's so funny? I am worked with many police officers. <laughs> and at the same time, Mr. Pastor, Walker, Mr. Walker, no, no, Mr. No, no, Walker, no. Mr. Walker, excuse me, truth, Mr. Walker. When please, he said a problem out of with respect, the truth, I, the truth I, I, I need to here. let you know, Mr. Yes. Walker, you are very well yes. aware of the rules tonight. Yes. And you have a prop. Yes. That is not allowed, sir. Yeah. I ask you to put that prop away. Well, it's not a prop. It, it this is, is real. And he said, I but, have a problem. I never worked with law enforcement. It is considered a prop, Mr. Mr. Walker. Yes. Excuse me, sir. Yes. You're very well aware of the rules, aren't you? Well, aren't he, you aware of he the rules? brought up the truth. Well, let's talk about the truth. Th thank you for putting that yes. prop away. And 
As a matter of fact, we still have a lot to get to. And we now let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. People saying, Oh, he pulled out a fake badge. Oh, what the hell is he doing? And this and the third case in point, Herschel Walker here, August 30th, 2022 Cobb County Sheriff's office documents have been filed in the office of the sheriff of Cobb County certifying the Herschel Walker special deputy sheriff whose signature and picture appear herein is an honorary agent for the Cobb County Sheriff's office as designated and Neil Warren, the sheriff of Cobb County signed it. So he said here, he said he proud to serve the blue as an honorary agent and special deputy of Cobb County for many years. So that's where the badge comes from. Now the media, which is lying to you saying, Oh, he said he's a cop. Look at that. And they know, they know this information. They knew this information on the screen. They knew it, but they, but once again, this, this liberal media in America wants to rile up black people and rile up to tell you to vote for that, that, that Warnock because they, they, most of the media in America minus Fox are, are, are Democrat liberal. That's what they are. They are deceptive. They're cunning. And this is why people do not believe them. Y'all, they always talking about somebody doing misinformation and disinformation. This is it right here. I mean, it's, it's two seconds on the tweet. You can see this. You can go look at the records with the Cobb County Sheriff. But this is what the media going to talk about. This one thing out of this whole debate, this is what they talk about. But let's continue. Give me a second. Let me get down to it. All right. We're not going to continue this. We're going to follow up with a question. And this is according to the CDC. Homicide is the leading cause of death for African-American youth. Mr. Walker, in 30 seconds, why do you believe this is happening? And what would you do to stop it? Well, what I would do is hold people accountable, which is Senator Why Not Not Doing. Believing in no cash bail, no accountability, that is a problem. People must be accountable for their action. And the truth lies with Senator Warnock because he said he was going to Washington to represent Georgia. He went to Washington to represent Joe Biden. That's the reason we're in the mess we're in today because he represents Joe Biden and not the truth for Georgia. All right. So yes, I do agree with that. But Herschel, he said, hold them accountable, you know, which I believe they should be. But I have a particular, you know, thing that I would do. They say if I was a senator, but let Warnock respond and I respond to that. Senator Warnock, this follow up for you. Same question. What do you believe homicides among African-American youth is growing? Why are those homicides growing, sir? And how do we stop it? Well, it's heartbreaking. And I've seen this up close as a pastor. I've presided over some of these funerals. I've met with young people. And um, we have to have rules and laws in the society, which I support and I've invested in as a legislator. At the same time, we have to create opportunity. There's no sickness like the loss of hope. When people lose hope, when, when, they, when they doubt that their life can be any. Oh, here we go with Obamaism. All this hope and change. Longer or, or that they can uh, dream of something bigger than the street they live on. A lot of things can happen. I grew up in one of those neighborhoods, but I had a nurturing family, and I benefited from good federal public policy, like the Head Start program, like Upward Bound, like Pell Grants and low-interest student loans, and to invest in our children 
is to invest in our best resource. What Pell Grants got to do with addressing crime, sir? I'm trying to... So this high look, Herschel Walker say, oh yeah, I'm gonna hold them accountable. And we got to get rid of this cash bill. Warnock, hope and change, Pell Grants, Head Start program, student loans. Come on, Warnock. You got to be better than this, brother. How are you the better? Listen, all he had to say was this. What I want to do, crime from what I know from research and, and economists, due, is due to lack of economics. Also, there's an old saying that says, an idle mind is a devil's playground. Those children have nothing to do, a lot of them. They don't have jobs. They don't have a whole lot of things. We need to keep these kids busy in different, uh, whether sports programs, uh, different uh, vocational education programs, and make sure they always have a job to do that's paying them something good. Because when these kids don't, I'm a firm believer of this, keep them kids working and keep them tired. Don't let them just be out here free roaming, and that's how they get in trouble. That's what the old people always said. These kids today got too much time on their hands, way too much. And that's how they get in the, in, in the trouble. Then you sit on the internet trying to emulate that mess, you know, and of course you need to make examples out of people. I mean, I know that you can make examples out of certain people and say, Oh no, you, you won't no, we're not going to accept this. And let's call it what it is. I'm a little bit more quote unquote tougher on crime and a whole lot of things, because if I had to be a president, all quote unquote street gangs that have a history of violence, no matter the color, I don't care about no color. If it's a biker gang, if it's whatever, I'm going to label you as a domestic terrorist organization and I'm going to throw the federal government at you to get you out the streets. But I gave you a 90 day grace period to renounce that, that leap, that group that you're in and go on about your life. I'll give you 90 days, but after that, you want to still be in the streets doing, doing what you're doing, killing folks. Oh, we got a federal prison waiting on you. Cause now we're going to get you on terrorism. That's what I would do. Cause I would end that. You don't need no gangs roaming around. That's, that's a potential problem. Senator Warnock. Thank you. We are moving on. Gentlemen, to the next uh, question, and this topic is about personal integrity. Buck? We're going to shift gears a little bit here. Senator Warnock, in 2020, you tweeted this. Unemployment benefits have expired. Rent is due, and many Georgia families are at risk of eviction. My opponents are supposed to be serving the people in Washington, but they are clearly concerned with their own interests. Well, recent published reports say, talk about a, a property that your church owns, Columbia Towers at MLK Village in Atlanta. It's a home for the disadvantaged. At least a dozen lawsuits have been filed by residents evicted for not being able to pay their rent. Some of the outstanding balances. Great Black Shark. There will be all gangs, all motorcycle gang, any kind of street gang. It don't matter the color. Gangs, no gangs. Oh, you want to have a gang? Have an education gang. Have a uh, gang to help kids uh, do skill trades. Do them kind of gangs. I mean all. I, I don't discriminate. Or less than $30. As someone who receives more than $7,000 a month for a housing allowance from Ebenezer Baptist Church, how do you explain this to Georgia voters who are struggling currently to make ends meet? Well, let me say that serving in the United States Senate and continuing to serve my church is the honor of my life. And it gives me a lens through which to do the work that I'm doing. But here's why you know I'm running against a desperate candidate. Anytime a candidate would stoop to the level of trying to sully the name, he and his allies, to sully the name of Martin Luther King Jr.'s church and John Lewis's church, you know that's a desperate candidate. What? 
Let me tell you about my church. My church is a Matthew 25 church. We spend every week, every day feeding the hungry and the homeless. They know that those false charges that they've created are not true. We, we stand up for poor people every single day, and I ran for the Senate to do at a policy level what we do at a local level every single day. I'm not going to be distracted by him and his allies. My people know the truth. They know the work we do every single day, and I couldn't be prouder of them, proud to represent the Senate, and proud to serve Ebenezer Baptist Church. Okay, now. You just said that the pro, that the church owns a, 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 a living residence, right? And they said that people are being evicted out of that place for $30, which the church is a nonprofit organization. Okay. The work of the church is supposed to be helping people, right? And you throwing people out, Warnock? Now, if, if it wasn't true, the first thing you should have come out saying, that is categorically false. We are not doing that sort of thing and go with why you're not doing it and explain the circumstances behind it. That's what you're supposed to do. You didn't even acknowledge it. You went to where well, it was my joy to serve in the Senate and my church. That dude didn't ask you about no Senate and no church. See what I'm talking about? That Democrat deception. Just to clarify, your position is that the allegations in these lawsuits are not true. I, I am saying that it is very obvious that my opponent and his allies are busy trying to sully Ebenezer Baptist Church. The man asked you if it's not true, and you didn't even say, no, it, it's not true. What they're saying about me isn't true. He's just saying they sully the name of the church. My Lord. Now that, you see the problem with the truth. <laughs> Switching gears a little bit here, sir. Your, your ex-wife filed a lawsuit yes. asking for increased child support saying that she had to pay for child care on days that your duties as a senator interfered with your parenting time and citing significant increases in your income. In 30 seconds, what is your response to that lawsuit? Listen, I, um, I went through a divorce, like a lot of people. And while that was a painful period, what came out of that was two amazing children that I just talked to before I came on this stage. And um, my children know that I am with them and for them and that I support them in every single way that a father does. Thank you, Senator Warnock. Now to you, Mr. Walker. Recent ads have highlighted allegations of past domestic violence. They've raised questions about how transparent you've been as far as your resume. In one minute, how do you respond to voters who question your integrity, both personally and professionally? Uh, first of all, I've been very transparent. And I'm not ashamed to admit it. And I say I had a mental problem and I'd be a champion for mental health because so many people suffer from mental health. But to have people like Senator Warnock that demonize mental health, when I want to tell everyone out there, you can get help. Don't listen to Senator Warnock and his people. You can get help. All you got to do is ask. All you got to do is ask. But the problem with the truth, you just saw it. You just saw it because he won't answer that about evicting the people from the church. And I told them I will pay their, I'll pay their salary. You're evicting them right now. We, we, have, these we, have, not, we have not evicted. <laughs> we have not evicted those I tenants. didn't write the article. We, we you, you're, you're, <laughs> I didn't we, write the article. We, and most of the people are still let me, in my time. I'm okay with careful. the discussion. If we, you start talking me, over yes. each other, okay, we, we have, have not, we ahead. have not evicted speak, the tenants. Speak, and, and he should take that money 
and pay it back to the veterans that he exploited while yeah, pretending like, to like run and not uh, See, you can tell that he's not desperate because if he had read in that thing, he would have saw that I had nothing to do with that. But he is so desperate right now, he really wants that seat. He's now telling you, I didn't evict anyone. It is written in the paper. I didn't do this. Well, Senator, you did. And it's okay to speak the truth. Do not bear false witness, Senator. Do not bear false witness. <laughs> Mr. Walker, to keep us moving, I want to follow up with Can you. I, you have been I'm sorry, that was funny. That that was funny. He hitting him on on on, on his his uh, uh supposed to be a pastor. Boy, this is one of the most horrible pastors in America. A pastor that's advocating the, the uh, uh, abortion. A pastor that's up here lying. A pastor that's up here uh, skating by. I, I, God calls you to be um let your yes be yes and your no be no. God say be truthful at all times. Don't lie because lies is darkness. Darkness is Satan. See what I'm saying? It's these false teachers and false prophets in the last days. Been very open on your, Mr. Uh, Senator Warnock, we need to move forward here. You have been very open about your struggles with mental illness, and you even wrote a book about dissociative, your diagnosis of disassociative uh, identity disorder. We recently asked if you were still receiving treatment, and and this is what you had to say. No, that's all done, and and you don't need to, and that's why I tell people. I think one thing I told people is, I've been open about it, and I was open about it, what, 14 years ago. Mr. Walker, in 30 seconds, can you clarify this? Are you saying you no longer have disassociative identity disorder, or is this something that you continue to this day to No, manage? no, you don't have to have treatment for it. And I encourage people to continue to talk to people. You know, I talk to my pastors. I talk to my pastors, and I continue to get help if I need help. But I don't need any help. I'm doing well. But that's the reason why I tell anyone out there that is suffering from any type of mental illness, you can get help. All you got to do is ask. And I will always, always be a champion for mental health. Um, no. Uh, what person is that in the chat? Uh, Chakra 22. See, that's, that's a problem in the black community. This guy is not answering questions. He's straight up lying. He's, he's supposed to be a pastor advocating for abortion of black children. Okay, this is what he's advocating. Herschel Walker even told him you should be baptizing babies, not encouraging that uh, in our community. When that when Margaret Sanger targeted us, said we were numerous like weeds, that what it was meant for, okay? And yet you sitting up here, how could you defend Warnock and he won't even answer a freaking question? He putting out church people for $30 they owing rent. And this is the guy you talk, how is it a bad session? He's bashing himself. Just to clarify, just to clarify, how can Georgia voters, though, be assured that this will not impact your ability to lead if elected? Because I'm ready to uh, lead today. I'm ready to vote with the Georgia voters, whereas Senator Warnock has voted with Joe Biden 96% of the time. I'm ready to vote with the Georgia voters today. Thank you, gentlemen. We'll move on to our next topic. Tina? And that topic, gentlemen, is health insurance. Georgia is one of 12 states that have not accepted federal funding to expand Medicaid under the Affordable Care Act. Mr. Walker... With more than 1.5 million Georgians uninsured, in one minute, is it time for the federal government to step in to ensure all Georgians have access to health care? Well, right now, uh, people have coverage for health care. It's according to what type of coverage do you want? Because if you have an able-bodied job, you're going to have health care. But everyone else have health care is the type of health care you're going to get. And I think that is the problem. And what Senator Warnock want you to do is depend on the government. 
What I want you to do is get off the government health care and get on the health care he's got to get you a better health care. So that's what I'm trying to do to make you independent rather than dependent. All right, Herschel. Now, you don't want nobody on government health care, but you mentioned what Warnock has. Warnock has government health care. I believe all American citizens need to get the same health care as the senators and Congress people. I don't believe no American citizen should be denied. Of course we have laws. If you go to emergency room, they do have to at least stabilize you at least that much. They can't just turn you away. I get that. That's a law. Um, there was a lot of money given to the States that wasn't accepted for those reasons. I think the, for the States to be governing like, um, certain social services, I don't think that should happen because Bill Clinton, believe it or not, changed it where all the social services, like they say food stamps, welfare will go directly from the government to you, kind of like your IRS tax return would go. Well, then what Bill Clinton and them did in the 90s, they changed it where to go to the states, and the states give it out. Well, we've seen that a lot of these states haven't been giving it out, especially like Mississippi. That's one state. Badly give people welfare and food stamps, but, but have the majority of um, uh, people in poverty in the country is in Mississippi. Okay? So, no, I, no, I believe that American citizens need – um, universal health care. That's something I always believe in. Thank you, Mr. Walker. Senator Warnock, you have one minute. Uh, you've vowed to close the Medicaid gap by expanding access coverage uh, in the Affordable Care Act marketplace. So this comes with a $50 billion price tag, the national debt already at an all-time high. Where is this money coming from? You have 60 seconds, sir. This is not a theoretical issue for me. When I think about health care, I think about Lori Davis, a trauma nurse in Covington, Georgia, who spent her career taking care of people. And then she got sick, and she had to give up that job. And as she got sicker and sicker, she found herself without health care. She was one of the 600,000 Georgians in the Medicaid gap. She died for lack of health care. And so I ran, saying that I would fight to expand Medicaid. Georgia needs to expand Medicaid. It costs us more not to expand. What we're doing right now is we're subsidizing health care in other states. Meanwhile, we've seen 10 hospitals in this state close, 10. And the Atlanta Medical Center right down the street from my church. And you know why they're closing? Because y'all allowed health care to be privatized instead of being federally ran. That's the problem. Hospitals and all these you know, places like that, are private businesses and private businesses in America in a capitalistic society can do what they want. You understand? So we should have all our hospitals being ran underneath the federal system. I visit my members has announced that it's going to close. And so Georgia needs a Senator who believes like I do that healthcare is a human right. And I will continue to fight until uh, the working class people, by the way, the folks who don't have health care, they work every single day. The folks who are in the gap, and I believe in the folks, uh, let me finish, let me finish. The, folks, the folks who Senator. are in the gap, the folks who are in the gap are the working poor. We are moving right. on, Senator. But you know, the Democrats do not push universal health care either. I want to say that. Now, I think Bernie Sanders is kind of pushing that. But the average rank and file Democrat do not push universal health care. That will solve a lot of problems and making sure that these private hospitals, um, you know, either you take them over as a federal, you know, hospital or something like that. But um, health care is just it's too expensive because 
you can go to other countries and get less expensive healthcare, dental work or whatever. It doesn't make sense how they just triple charging American citizens. Like we can afford the crap. And I'm talking about we as a collective. Listen, listen, Mr. Walker, if I can get your attention, please. In just a few weeks, Wellstar will close its doors. This is Atlanta Medical Center, which uh, primarily serves patients in lower (laughs) income and minority communities. Hospitals nationwide are dealing with nursing shortages, doctor shortages in the wake of the pandemic. Mr. Walker, what measures can Congress enact to ensure everyone has access to hospitals and doctors? You have 30 seconds, sir. First of all, Senator Warnock was correct that he believed in working with people, but he didn't do it because Governor Kemp has a plan that would have been a very good plan. But he stood back while Biden destroyed the plan. And he's talking about he believes in extension of it. He stood back. Well, what the people can be assured of is I'm willing to meet with uh, hospital administrators, meet with people rather than writing a letter, because Senator Warnock waited till they made a decision and wrote a letter. And I said they don't need a pen payout. They need they need solutions. We are moving on now, Senator Warnock. That same question to you, sir. What measures can Congress enact to ensure everyone? has access to hospitals and doctors. You have 30 seconds. Well, clearly he doesn't have a solution. He, well, he I said, said I'll meet with the administrator. That's he, a solution. He said you didn't it, do that. His, his solution is to meet. My solution is to pass legislation, which I've done. I got $4 billion in the American Rescue Plan to help the non-expansion states to do what they should have done to expand. They left that money on the table. Georgia left 600,000 Georgians in the Medicaid gap. And so I'm going to keep standing up because people are literally dying for lack of health care. Dr. King said that of all the injustices, inequality in health care is the most shocking and the most inhumane. I agree with Dr. King. But didn't they tell you about a prevention, an ounce of prevention is better than a pound of cure? The biggest thing that the government should, the government right now, the FDA, which is controlled by Biden right now, could put in regulations to cut out, take out high fructose corn syrup. Do you know that high fructose corn syrup came in in the 1970s as a replacement for real sugar? Prior to the 1970s, we didn't have an obesity issue. It's the obesity in America shot up 300 plus percent with the induction of uh, introduction. I'm sorry, of high fructose corn syrup. Because high fructose corn syrup is easier um, to, it's cheaper to make than actually getting real sugar. In other parts of the world, they don't use high fructose corn syrup. They use real sugar. You understand? So the FDA can say no more high fructose corn syrup in the food. Cut down the uh, the sugar, right, that they're putting in there to only five grams of sugar per serving. Cut down the salt to, say, 90 grams uh, of salt per serving or, or something like 45 grams. If they would just cut it down just like that, that would improve, of course, getting rid of processed foods and all that mess too. That would improve the health of Americans and Biden can do that right now with no congressional uh, pushback because he's in control of the FDA. That's what I'm talking about. They can do something right now. They just don't because it's an insidious relationship. The food gets you sick. Then the pharmaceutical companies give you a pill or medicine that don't cure you. And you just in a perpetual cycle, you're taking these pills, you're taking these medications, you're still eating the trash food. And you just in this, this revolving circle of money that you're giving to two industries until you die. And the politicians are getting money from the food industry and the pharmaceutical uh, companies. It's, it's a all, it's an insidious thing that happens in this country.
Thank you, Senator Warren. Now, a buck. Now, the next topic. Thank you, Tina. We're going to talk about foreign policy now. Russian President Vladimir Putin has threatened to use nuclear weapons in the conflict with Ukraine, prompting President Biden to claim that we are on the verge of Armageddon. Senator Warnock, if nuclear weapons are used, how should the United States respond? You have 60 seconds. Well, first of all, I'm, I'm glad that we are standing up to Putin's aggression. And we have to continue to stand up, which is why I stood up to the Biden administration when it suggested that we should close the Savannah Combat Readiness Training Center. I told the president that was the exact wrong thing to do at the exact wrong time. And I'm glad that I was able to stand up with Congressman Buddy Carter and others. And we kept that training center open. I've seen up close what those service members do. They are the tip of the spear. And we have to make sure that our service members know that we have their back. We have to strengthen our allies and the NATO alliance as we've done and make sure we stand up to Russian aggression. Nothing could be more important. He didn't answer the question. He did not answer the freaking question. My God, man, you a senator. That's something you should already know about, right? Mr. Walker, the same question to you. If nuclear weapons are used, how should the U.S. respond? You have 60 Well, first seconds. of all, he talked about standing up. You didn't stand up to Chuck Schumer when you could have got a helicopter uh, company here of almost a billion dollars. You let it go to New York. You didn't stand up then. You didn't stand up to Biden when he left American uh, people and had 13 military soldiers killed in Afghanistan. You didn't stand up then. So what we can do is Putin is a bully. In the way you beat a bully, you show strength. Well, Senator why not say he stood up. He not stood up to Biden. If he was standing up, he wouldn't have voted with him 96% of the time, which gave us an op it gave us an open border, which gave us high inflation, which gave us crime in the streets. And he's talking about standing up. He didn't stand up. He had laid down every time it came around. And you, and you know that, Senator. It, it is evident that he has a point that he tries to make time and time again. Now, instead of him saying, no, nah, I didn't do that, but he's right. He's right. He got, he got worn out. He voted with Biden 96% of the time. What did he stand up for? He's a Democrat lackey. That's what he is. He's not though. He don't think on his own. He has talking points from the DNC and that's it. I've stood up to the Biden administration so that they could keep open this combat training readiness center stood with our congressional delegation to do that. I've worked across the aisle time and time to get good things done for the people of Georgia. I worked with a senator from Texas to build out I-14. I worked with a Republican senator from Alabama to help Georgia farmers get their products to market. I will work with anyone and stand up against anybody I need to stand up against to get good things done for Georgia. I work for the people of Georgia. We need to move forward. Our next what kind of response was that, Warnock? Hold on, hold on. I got, I got, to, I got to do. It. What the hell did you just say? That, that that's just kind of what it is with him. Like, what is he talking about? And this man is in the Senate. Could you imagine when bills come to him and, and they trying to explain something to him? They say, "Hey, Warner, what you think about this?" Well, you know, I mean, I'm just happy to be here. I'm like, and y'all sitting up here calling Herschel Walker names and not this guy. This topic, gentlemen, where our time is running short. Both of you have strong backing from your respective parties. Senator Warnock, a simple yes or no here. You, you'll, will, you will have a chance to explain, but I'd like a simple yes or no. Would okay, you heard the man say a simple yes or no. The man said it more than once. Okay, let's go. 
Do you support President Biden running for a second term in 2024? I've not spent a minute thinking about what politicians should run for what in 2024. Is that a yes I, or no? I, the answer is I have not. <laughs> and, and, and maybe this is difficult. Maybe this is difficult for people to understand because that's how politicians think. I, I think that part of the problem with our politics right now oh God. is that it's become too much about the politicians. You're asking me who's going to run in 24? The people of Georgia get to decide who's going to be their senator in three days, Monday. And I hope they'll show up and vote. And I'd be honored to represent them in the Senate. Wow. He couldn't say, yes, I support Joe Biden running or no, I don't. Well, that answer to me clearly told me you don't support him running in 2024, but you're so much of a freaking coward to say it. Listen, Warnock, you can have an opinion being a senator. It's okay to say you don't support him. It's okay, but you're a coward. You don't support him running in 2024. You laughed at it. You think, listen, that what you get away with in the pulpit don't work when people are really paying attention to what you're saying, sir. I respect you more if you said no. But this is the guy that Boulay Martin and them saying, y'all need to keep in office. Because, ooh, if Herschel Walker get in there, oh, my God, y'all going to be back in chains. Y'all going to be on uh, picking cotton. And, oh, Lord, you know, we going to be playing a banjo for Massa. If, if, if Herschel Walker get in there, if y'all sit up there and, and, and let Roland and the rest of them tell you that, I think I saw Roland. If Herschel Walker get in there, y'all ain't going to get nothing. You ain't getting nothing now. So, so what's the difference? At least he ain't in there advocating for everything that's against uh, folks in Georgia, especially a lot of black people for sure in Georgia. That guy advocates illegal immigration. People in, in, in Georgia don't, don't need that. This dude not trying to do nothing for brothers. You haven't thought about it. If you can think about it now, in 2024, the president will turn 82 years old. Are you concerned about his physical and the, his mental the, fitness at that time? The, you have 30 seconds. The people of Georgia hired me to represent them, regardless of who's in the White House. I'm, I'm honored to do that job every single day. My dad said, if somebody <laughs> hires you to do a job, do the job they hired you to do. They didn't hire me to be a pundit. And I'm working every single day for hardworking families in Georgia, for our women, for our workers, and for kids like me growing up in places like Caden Homes. Oh, my God. The man would not, you cannot pin him to answer a question. That is deception, folks. That is clear-cut deception. Because when you call him out on something, well, I didn't say yet about anything. I didn't say no about nothing either. So how, so why are you saying I support this? Or why you say I don't support it? I didn't say yes or no to anything. You're going to say what I'm saying? Keep keeping you in a gray area with him. So he don't have to be responsible for his words or his positions. That's, that's straight cowardice, man. Mr. Walker, former President Trump is also considering a run for the White House in 2024. If you can give me a simple yes or no answer, and well, we'll give you time to explain as well, would you support a Trump 2024 run? Yes, I would. Oh, boy. Right out the gate, Herschel Walker said yes. Man, Warnock. And let me tell you, President Trump is my friend. Has nothing to do with, has nothing to do with that. He's my friend. I won't uh, leave my allies, which is what, Senator Warnock and Joe Biden did in Afghanistan. They left their allies. 
They left their allies and right now on a foreign stage, a lot of these people don't trust us no more. They don't trust us to be strong anymore. So they're waiting to see who's going to stand up, who's going to trust. And, I, and I, they have no one to trust right now because I said, President Trump is my friend. And he won't stand up with Biden when yet he's voted with him 96% of the time. Let's be real. Mr. Walker, are you concerned about the ongoing legal investigations around the country and including here in Georgia? You have 30 seconds. Well, first of all, I would hope that Senator Warnock, he and myself being people of color, would want the scales of justice to have not have a hand on it. We want the Lady Justice to be blind, but in this instance here, Lady Justice is not blind. And I said right now, with everything that is going on, what I like to do is get to what's important. What's important is protecting the border. What's important is protecting people on the street. What's important is getting this inflation down. Not what's going on there in Washington, talking about whether President Trump is guilty or not guilty. What I want to do is see due process, which is what I hope Senator Warnock and myself would love to see. Changing topics now. We're going to move forward just to give you guys both another. So during this whole thing, Herschel Walker had no problem answering the question. Warnock danced around a question like he played hot potato with a question. He don't, uh-uh, he don't want to hold on to anything. And you wonder why they're worried right now in Georgia about his race. You wonder why. Date that you may want. Oh, yeah. Person left a comment. I bet you feel he wouldn't vote for Trump. If I had a choice between Trump and Biden at this point, I would vote for Trump. Oh, yeah, I vote for him. I sure will. I don't want Biden. Look at what happened. To, look what happened to the economy. If I have to just vote for either one of them, if I just had to, yeah, I vote for Trump. I don't care. Because at least with Trump, the economy is a lot better. The gas prices wasn't as high. A lot of black people got some uh, help in business when that was going on. He lowered taxes for business. Yeah, I said it. I'm not no Democrat. I'm not anything, but I look at what is best at the time. I'm not emotional like a lot of you. You're so freaking emotional. That's why these people uh, have a carrot in front of your, your face all the time. They know how to control you. You know how to control your emotions. They know how to make you sad, happy. They know how to make you dance and everything. Although the news is not great if you're a Braves fan, right now they're in the top of the ninth inning, game three, National League Division Series, down 9-1 to the Phillies. Not a great night for the Braves. Just a few weeks ago, the World Series champs, though, they did visit the White House. Their visit sparked a renewed debate about the team's name and their signature tomahawk chop. Mr. Walker, do you believe the Braves should rethink their name, their logo, or their signature cheer? You have 30 seconds. Not at all. You know, uh, right now, we have too many other things to be concerned about. We have uh, people dying on the streets in Atlanta, around the country. We have people living paycheck to paycheck, can't afford food to put on their table, can't afford gas. We have uh, Putin out there. We have China out there. We can't be concerned about whether the Braves are going to change their name. We need to be concerned about saving this country. We need to be concerned about saving the Georgia people. We need to be concerned about giving people a right to live the liberties and freedoms that the Constitution of the United States guaranteed them to have. Senator Warnock, the same question. Now, let, let's, let's talk about that. For the people in Georgia, if the Braves change their name tomorrow, would it bring more jobs to Georgia? Would it lower the rent? Would it lower mortgages? Would it lower food costs? Would it, would it lower the gas prices? Would it lower the crime? 
Would it give you a better quality of life if the Atlanta Braves changed their name tomorrow? It, it, it's just a question. Why are we discussing name changes in the moment right now? That's the last thing we need to think about is some freaking sports team that's entertainment. That's about to be over with here in the next, what, few weeks? Go in the playoffs right now in, in, in Major League Baseball? Like, why? In regards to the Braves, do you think, think they should rethink their name, their logo, or their signature cheer? Well, first of all, I'm, I'm praying for the Braves right about now. Uh, they, they, they've got a ways to go here. Uh, listen, the, the management of the Braves is meeting with our tribes, and they're having a conversation about this. And I know the folks over at the Braves organization, and I trust that they and the tribes that they're talking to will come to a place that makes sense for all involved. Senator Warnock, we're going to go ahead and continue. We want to get a few more questions in tonight. Senator Warnock, some of your Senate colleagues have called for expanding the number of seats on the Supreme Court. In 15 seconds, quickly, sir, would you support this? What I, what I support... <clears throat> expanding what, listen, the seats on the Supreme I, Court. I think that my job as a senator is to protect the rights of ordinary citizens. And for the first time, perhaps... Y'all got to give me a second real quick, ladies and gentlemen. I had a... Um, rather than expand, whether we're talking about give the me a reproductive second, rights of women or voting rights. And I'm going to do everything I can to protect the rights of the citizens of Georgia. Thank you, Senator Warnock. Mr. Walker, would you support expanding the number of seats on the Supreme Court? In well, 15 seconds, sir. Yes, when you get in Washington, you have to become a leader. Being a leader, you have to make tough, tough uh, decisions. And you see on that answer there, he really didn't give you an answer. So my answer is no. <laughs> I, I wouldn't know. Thank you. Wow. Thank you, gentlemen. Now we have reached the point for a final moments of this debate, a chance for your closing remarks. You and you have 60 seconds. Each have 60 seconds to answer. And Senator Warnock, you have the floor first. Well, thank you so very much, Georgia. It's wonderful uh, to be here. Listen. Uh, in this state, we have uh, nearly 11 million people, and only two people get to represent us in the United States Senate, just two. And when I think about that, it is an awesome responsibility, one that humbles me and inspires me to work as hard as I can for hardworking families every single day. And I've worked with Democrats and Republicans in order to do that work. These are difficult times. These are dark times. But the scripture says that the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness overcometh it not. I'm honored to represent you in the Senate. I hope that you'll show up to vote early beginning Monday. I'd be honored to have your vote. God bless you. Keep your faith. Mr. Walker, your turn for closing statements, and you have 60 seconds as well. For those of you who are concerned about uh, uh, voting for me, a uh, non-politician, I want you to think about the damage politicians like Joe Biden and Raphael Warnock had done to this country. I want you to think about Raphael Warnock, what he said today. And I said he was going to try to give you some smooth talk and tell you what's happening. What's happening is this country is hurting. What's happening is we need leaders. So what I want to say to you, Senator Warnock, is I want to thank you. I want to thank you for this. But at the same time, I want to say Georgia needs leaders. They need a leader that's going to stand up for them. So let's think about if we give Senator Warnock six more years, think of what this country will become. I'm not sure if we can make up for that. Gentlemen, so I said you. vote for Herschel Walker. 
Thank you both, gentlemen. That's going to conclude our debate for this evening. Before we leave tonight, though, we want to remind voters that early voting begins in Georgia on Monday. It will run through November 4th. Election Day is November 8th. Candidates, thank you. And we, of course, want to thank Plant Riverside District, uh, Kessler Collection Property, for this venue to broadcast this debate. We appreciate everyone tuning in tonight. We hope you have a great night. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the debate is over. So let's, 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 you know, the takeaway from this, you know, for me is this. Warnock would not answer no yes and no questions. He wouldn't stand on anything. Um, that's, that's an issue. That should be an issue for, for any voter that he won't stand on anything. Um, I, if I was in Georgia, just me, I was being 100, and I had to make a choice, yeah, I, I would have to go with Herschel Walker. Say what you want, I would have to go with him because that dude right there, uh-uh. He, 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 how, how you let Herschel Walker back you into a corner? How you let Herschel Walker call you out as being a fake preacher? Like, like that's, that's despicable. How you throwing out people that's, you know, going to your church and you had in your church property and you throwing them out for $30 worth of rent. Come on, bro. You supposed to be a preacher. We expect more from you being a preacher at Dr. King's church. You keep bringing up Dr. King. Dr. King didn't do that. He wasn't doing people that Dr. King did. Come on, man. And one person said in the chat, and I agree a preacher should not a preacher and a politician don't mix because didn't the scriptures teach uh, to be in the world, but not of the world and getting involved with, with the man, you know, the, the systems politics. So he already in violation of the scriptures. He already in violation. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank you for joining us on this uh, podcast this morning. Greatly appreciate it. Make sure you click the subscribe button, uh, click the like button. Yeah. Well, you know, we post something else. If you thank you, everyone who uh, definitely gave a uh, super chat, we appreciate